I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you seven ways to thrive on a solo piano gig. Okay, good. I have a solo piano gig later tonight, so I'm going to use everything we uh, we talk about here on this gig. So okay, how, lo- how long is your gig this evening? It's going to be three and a half hours. Well, that's perfect. So with seven, you can use one of these every 30 minutes, okay? All right. So take notes. Sounds good. Okay, so this is a question from um, our Jazz Panel Studio Facebook group from Peter. Um, and so, of course, you know, I always put priority on anyone named Peter in terms of their questions. So that's a good way to get in there. Okay, that's um, awful. That's kind of narcissistic. But all right, <laughs> no, but this is an area where we have a lot. I mean, we probably have collectively, yeah. we say thousands of hours of experience in uh, solo piano gigs over the years. Days, if not weeks of solo piano gigs. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I mean, some of these things I think that we're going to talk about in just experiences in general um, you know, we've developed over time, and, but some of them too are, are like you think back to saying, uh, wow, I wish I'd known this or I wish I'd done this. I think in general, solo piano gigs is a great time to develop as a solo piano player. I mean, we can practice all the time solo, but I mean, what a great thing to be able to do it on a gig with an audience, whether that's one or a thousand or 10,000. Uh, or 10, 20,000. Well, that would never happen for solo piano, but yeah. theoretically. And you know, any pianist out here listening, um, Really, don't neglect your solo piano game. It's such a huge part of our instrument. It's part of our, our heritage as jazz pianists. Um, and I know some pianists just like love playing with, with just groups, with rhythm sections. But you're not really, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have your solo piano game together. Not to mention, you're missing out on some buku bucks. That's right. You don't have to pay anyone at That's the end right. of the night. That's right. You know? <laughs> okay, so number one, let's jump right in. Uh, the first one I think is most important to keep in mind to thrive on a solo piano gig is to concentrate. Mm. Um, now, this is a spe- – I mean, look, we should always be concentrating when we're playing, and we all experience different levels of concentration. And, and you know, sometimes you're off your game. Sometimes you're on. Usually you're somewhere in the middle. But, you know, really spending some time and energy on um, concentrating on solo piano I think is even more important because, uh, you know, the good and the bad, the, the, any lapses in concentration are going to be – amplified when you're playing by yourself because no one else is there to cover you up uh so any fluctuations in tempo tempo uh which are kind of normal if you stop to concentrate if you start thinking about man what am i gonna get to drink after this set or whatever and then all of a sudden the tempo slip there's no drummer or bass player to kind of keep you in line so you've got to be concentrating more and and there's things about a lot of solo piano gigs that'll keep you from concentrating, like people walking around yeah. or people not listening or people talking or attractive young ladies or young guys walking by you or whatever it is, trays of food being you know, yeah. carried around you. Yeah. But that's the time when you got to double down and really buckle down and concentrate because you're just by yourself. Well, and the fact that you know, if you're on a trio gig, you have two other people to interact with, right? To... to uh to zone out. Yeah. With. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, it's harder to zone out because yeah. they're going to be like, yo, you know. Yeah. You yeah. Doing? No, it's true. I mean, you got the energy of that, of, of the teammates. So this is like a conversation with yourself that you have to keep your concentration level high for yep. that. It's important. Yep. Um, number two is to embrace the space. And I don't just mean, I don't just mean the space that you're in. I mean, the space available to you um, musically. You know, I think when we get sometimes when, when people get on solo piano gigs, they're trying to be a whole band all the time. Well, you know what? That's really not the vibe. You don't have to do that. You can have a lot more space than you might be comfortable with in a trio situation or a quartet situation, and that's totally cool. That's part of it. You know, you can play a whole solo if you want with just your right hand, and that is can be your concept. You can embrace having a little more room around the music 
you know, you want to be able to to recreate the sound of a band and the feel, the big feel, but also embrace the fact that it's just one person and that you might have a little more space around the music than the yeah, usual. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, well, that leads to number three, which I think uh, really goes along with that, which is to listen. Mm. Um, and this sometimes is overlooked because we're thinking, oh, we're playing solo piano. We don't have to listen to anybody, so I can zone out of listening. But I think it's even more important uh, than if you're playing with trio or a larger group of vocalists, horns, whatever. Yeah, of course you have to listen to what they're doing so you can interact, so you can fit in. But when you're playing solo piano, you have to listen to what's happening so that you can make the arrangement happen as you go. I mean, unless you're going to not be a jazz musician, musician and just come in and play everything the way you have it prepared or read charts, you know, like classical music That's or something. That's a different thing, though. You still have to listen to make it sound right, but yeah. I mean, it's even more important when you're playing alone to really listen to what's happening. Plus, you're always playing in different situations, different pianos. Mm. Uh, solo piano gigs can be in some funky places, um, but, you know, to go along with the embrace the space thing, listen and then play something that fits into that space you know totally. um, and if you're not listening as you're going and that's hard to do to concentrate and to listen to what you're doing i mean this is this is what we're getting the big bucks for we're not <laughs> you know you know we're not splitting the money but we gotta we gotta you know rise to the occasion and, and make it worthwhile that we don't have to split that 80 bucks and we can keep it all ourselves that's great uh number four is to interact well how are you going to do that when it's just yourself be <laughs> right. careful here yeah. <laughs> with your answer no i mean what you want to do is and this goes to the listening um topic that you were just discussing is you want to listen and you want to answer your own questions i mean you're the only one playing but you still want to have this this feel of there's there's some kind of interaction in the music so you know i know peter you like to have have little answers in your, I mean, this is some technical stuff now, but you know, if you play the melody, you have a little counter line in your left hand that answers. And I think things like that can be very important. And that could be down to rhythmic things. If you, if you play, you know, um, but don't answer it with, you know, something so that there feels like there's still some kind of interaction going on in the music. You have two hands for a reason, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes I'll even do something as simple as, you know, Peter, are you listening? And then the left hand, Peter, yes, I am. <laughs> you know, question and answer. Talk to yourself. It's all good. <laughs> um, all right, good. Interaction. I love it. Number five. Um, now we're going we're we're to get into the biz side, the biz dev, business development side of solo piano. All right, all right, okay. all right. This is take requests. Can I hear Misty, please? <laughs> um, take requests. And I didn't say play every request that you take, but take them. Now, younger Peter and probably younger Adam – Little Peter and Little Adam might have scoffed at this because we were fancy bebop jazz players that wouldn't do such things. Yeah, I used to get real, real miffed at requests. Yeah, then we had families with little kids that wanted to eat and, and, and have their daddies to have more uh, gigs. So oh, you want to hear Hey Ya? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, no, I mean, I think that if it's the right kind of gig, and I mean, I could tell you, there's a funny thing. I remember years ago, um, we were doing a gig at the Blue Note Jazz Club in Tokyo. No, it was Blue Note Jazz Club in Osaka mm. with Joshua Redmond Quartet. This was probably 1996 or 95. And Brian Blade was on drums, Chris Thomas bass, Josh Redmond um, saxophone quartet. And there was a um, middle-aged uh, Japanese gentleman uh, that had had uh, thrown a few back, perhaps, during the set. He might have huh. been stopped by somewhere on the way to our gig and had a couple after work. I'm now, not sure. was he just quietly sitting there listening to you guys at this point? At the beginning, yes, he okay, was, as okay, a matter of fact. Great. By the end of the set, <laughs> I, he might have been overserved by the staff. Uh-huh. But um, he ended up, 
you know, at the time, very uncharacteristic for that club and for that audience of actually approaching the bandstand and making a request um, in not a totally disrespectful way. And he kind of, Brian at the drums was the closest there. So he sort of came to him and said, you know, play this or whatever. And Brian, instead of just totally blowing him off, somehow sort of conveyed it up to Josh. And we ended up playing the tune. Uh. And at the end of the tune, the guy gave Brian $100. Well, basically 10,000 yen. It was the equivalent yeah. of like over $100. Yeah, nice. Gave him the bill. It was so appreciative. So although it was not the proper venue for a request, it turned out. And, and Brian took us all out for drinks after the game, uh, which was nice. With the, do you remember the, the tune? Do you remember the tune you ended up requesting? Man, it was something like that we didn't normally play, too. You know, it was just like some some like kind of generic standard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Josh was in the mood or whatever, and so we played it. So, but I think that, you know, not all gigs, it's appropriate to take requests, but I think a lot of times solo piano, I, I don't think we should think of ourselves as, 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 as but above that, you yeah. know, or beneath that. Well, and, and we should be open to it. In a times. way, you know, taking requests on a solo piano gig is, it makes the most sense because even if you maybe don't know the tune all that well, yeah. it's like, well, okay, but I don't have to like worry about what the bass player's changes are. Right, you, know I mean? you right. kind of figure kind of it fake, out. Fake it till you make fake it. Fake it till yeah. you make it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I used to do. I used to sub for a gig at the Windsor Court Hotel in New Orleans years ago for a great pianist there, Mike Polera, who had a regular gig there, and it was nice piano, but no one was ever listening. But every now and then, I mean, usually at least once during the four-hour, five-hour gig, someone would kind of amble by, like, "Man, you sound good," and. And, and, you know, they would be like, man, can you play Countdown? Like, they would be sort of a jazz head to right. let you know, I'm trapped in this fancy hotel, but I hear you. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, nice. And so it'd be so fun, even if I didn't quite know. It's like, let me try to, you know, it'd be a challenge. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe I had never done it in a solo situation, but I actually developed a lot of my solo chops on that gig. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. All right. So our number six uh, way to thrive on a solo piano gig, very important, that is not to zone out. This might be the most difficult one, especially during, like, a cocktail piano gig. Mm. But I actually look at these as a bit of a exercise in themselves whenever, and this is on solo piano gigs um, or cocktail gigs in general, even trio gigs that maybe not everybody's paying attention all the time. Like what you're talking about. I look at it as a way to practice my ability to concentrate. You know what I mean? To visualize myself on stage at like Carnegie hall or somewhere and, and actually make it a performance. And like you said, with this guy requesting countdown or something, you know, you don't really know who's listening right. or not. You know, right. chances are that some people are actually, and I get this a lot where it's like, you think no one's listening and someone's like, I've been listening to you all night. It sounds great. Where are you playing next? I want to see your, you know, right. you in concert or something, or do you have a CD, whatever, you know, that happens quite a bit. So don't zone out, treat it like it's a real performance. Even if you don't think anybody's listening, chances are they actually are. Right. But, and, but going back to our number three or four, or whatever, we're listening, right? Right. So, you should be. Yeah, <laughs> so at least ideally. one person yeah. listened. Okay. So number seven, um, this is uh, just purely mercenary. Put out a tip jar, okay? All right? You know, you, you got little kids at home. That, yeah. that might just be the difference between, you know, an, an extra little, 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 little snack for, for little Johnny or, or little Jill. Okay? Hey, if it's not beneath Brian Blade, that's it's right. not beneath you either. Yeah, or make it, make it a virtual tip jar or whatever. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Um, I mean, regardless, you'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can go to youllhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. Thanks.